Hey, future dentists, it's June 16th, which means the dental school application is officially open. Whether you plan on hitting that submit button today or you're still waiting on a few things, such as the testing center to open back up, please listen to this podcast before applying because I believe your personal statement is the most important aspect of your application. In today's episode, I'm going to help you personalize your personal statement through answering three key questions. In no way does answering these questions three questions have to dramatically change what you've already written. In fact, I'm going to give you an example as how you can keep what you already have while briefly providing these three answers. Doing so will be like adding a touch of seasoning to your favorite dinner plate. It won't require much, but it will bring out a ton of flavor. In other words, only a bit of effort here will make an enormous difference. Welcome back to the Redot Dentistry Pre-Dental Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Lundquist, and I am laying my journey of getting accepted into dental school all out on the table so you can get in as well. Please make sure to follow this podcast for updates on Instagram at re.dentistry underscore podcast or by joining the re.dentistry future dentist group page on Facebook. Also, you can now subscribe to the re.dentistry pre-dental nation YouTube channel for many helpful videos. Now stay tuned for episode 46, where I go into answering three questions to personalize your personal statement. Pablo Picasso once said, action is the foundational key to all success. Who better to provide this quote than one of the most influential artists of the 20th century? Picasso was 100% correct. Today marks the 46th episode I have released for this podcast since just February. I share that to make the point that there has already been a lot of things shared and said, whether it has been from myself or from a guest I've interviewed, but the only thing that will truly make a difference is action. We can talk all day about what it takes to get into dental school and eventually become a successful dentist or whichever other dental related profession, but it's the choice to act upon what is said that will cause those dreams to come to fruition. It is true that success stems from the preparation, so you're already ahead of the game if you've been listening to this podcast, but I hope that you haven't simply just listened to me or anyone else offering pre-dental advice for that matter. I hope that you've gone out and acted upon some of those things so that you can see for yourself whether they work. I know that in doing so, you will gain your own personal experiences that you can use to not only benefit yourself, but to help others along the way. Thank you as always for joining me. I really hope all of you are staying safe and doing well. I'm really proud uh, of all of you for just hanging in there during these crazy times. Just think about it. There has never been any other dental school applicants like this current group. Nobody else has ever applied for dental school during a pandemic. So that's pretty cool to think about. I know that each one of you will be able to use this to your advantage and use those things that you've learned throughout the process. You are all truly unique, and I hope you realize how much this is going to benefit you in the end. If you've stayed strong and made it through all of this, you can make it through anything. So just moving forward here a little bit. First, you may have noticed there isn't an interview today. I've really been trying to stick to releasing an interview every Tuesday, but the person I'm going to interview this week um, is uh, has been pretty busy, so we're going to push that back a little bit. But he is a member of the Black community who is currently a dental student at Louisville. Um, 
However, even though we've had to push that episode back, I am going to have it available for Tuesday, and the episode is going to center around raising awareness for racial discrimination and how it relates to our pre-dental and dental community. Furthermore, we are going to be going over ways in which we can improve to inspire more blacks and other students from minority groups to pursue dental school if they desire. Second, uh, today's podcast will be one of two solo episodes for this week, but next next week will feature two interviews on Tuesday and Thursday. After that, I will get back into the routine of Tuesday interviews and Thursday solo podcasts. Third, regarding just the format of the show, I'd love to hear feedback from all of you about your preferences. I'm very thankful um, for those of you who've taken just a little bit of your time to rate this podcast and leave it a review because it really helps me to know what you all want and how I can make the changes to further improve. I recently read a review from Apple Podcasts that said they really enjoy the interviews. So that being said, I'd love to hear if you all think there should be more interviews, less interviews, or if the current format is just fine. And third, I wanted to revisit the information I've been putting out about starting a free weekly newsletter. If you've already heard all about this, just feel free to skip ahead a little bit here. But um, why this letter will benefit you, there's going to be, there's five major reasons. First, you have the chance to ask any questions you have concerning the process of getting admitted into dental school. And I'll answer all those questions in the newsletter. So to ask your question, all you have to do is to respond is to reply to that weekly newsletter and the responses will be answered the following week. And the number two, you'll have access to my resume. You'll be able to see anything from personal statements to LORs I've received, my academic transcript experiences and many more. Third, you'll just have additional tips and advice because they're going to be more specific than what you can find in this podcast, more personalized to you. And four, I'm going to feature students from the interviews in the podcast episodes I've been doing where they're going to provide their own advice and you'll be able to reach out to them for help. And then five, it's just going to help build community, whether it be with myself or other people that are already in dental school. And then among the pre-dental community, you'll have more connections. I'm huge into networking. And then to be enrolled in this newsletter, it's super simple. So here's the instructions. First, you'll just find this episode on Spotify. You'll hit the three horizontal dots in the upper left-hand corner and then hit the option to share. You'll then see where you can share the episode to Instagram stories or Facebook. After that, all you have to do is tag me in the story post. The tag is the read.dentistry underscore podcast for Instagram and read.dentistry pre-dental podcast for Facebook. When I see the tag, I'll send you a DM and just request your email. And that's it. You'll have free access to the weekly email that I know you'll find extremely valuable. Finally, I received the inspiration to do today's episode based off of some of the personal statements I've seen from um, some of you guys who listen to this podcast. And there's just been a certain theme that I want to address before you go ahead and submit that personal statement. I understand that some of the things that I might be talking about today could cause you a little bit of anxiety because you've already put a ton of time into your personal statement. Perhaps you're ready to submit it because it is June 16th. So that's why I'm going to tell you that these changes will not require a ton. It's actually going to require like minimal effort, but I think it'll make a huge difference. And 
the thing is, the reason that I'm bringing this up is because there was a particular, actually there's two dental students or pre-dental students who are getting ready to submit their um, their personal statements. And I saw some feedback that they, or and one of them I saw feedback that they got from another, um, you know, pre-dental advisor kind of like myself. And I was a little bit like discouraged to see that the one person gave the advice to kind of downplay the personal aspect of it. And I, I disagree with that. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about that here in a little bit. And I just want to just raise awareness that it is a personal statement and that it should be unique to you. And then the second thing, when I was reading another pre-dental student's um, personal statement, they wrote an amazing personal statement, but I just felt like it was lacking just a little bit of detail that would have improved the quality of their personal statement dramatically. And she is going to make those changes and I'm really excited for that because she had an amazing personal statement, but I just wanted to connect to it a little bit more. And I actually presented her with three questions to answer and I gave her a little bit of an example of how she could do that so that she didn't have to dramatically change what she had already written, but so she could satisfy those three questions and just personalize her personal statement. So I want to share all of that with you guys. And also, if you want to know more about how to improve your personal statement and you haven't done so already, I just encourage you to go back and listen to episode 30 and episode 12 of this podcast. Episode 30 provides 30 ways to improve your personal statement, while episode 12 goes more into detail about how to make your personal statement stand out. And now I just want to take a quick 30 seconds to thank our sponsor of this show, which is Anchor. And I just wanted to say too, if you guys are um, interested in starting your own podcast, because I believe that um, you know you can start a podcast based on anything and there's going to be uh, interest for that group, that Anchor is a great way to do so. So just let me explain a little bit how you can do that. So to begin today's topic, I just want to answer why I believe the personal statement is the most important aspect of your application. So there's thousands of dental school applicants that apply to each dental school. That means you need to stand out among that crowd. Grades won't be enough in this situation. When I was in my undergrad, it really seemed like everyone was getting four O's or at least a GPA that was higher than mine. So I was asking myself you know, internally, how was I ever going to make it in? How could I stand out over those who had a higher GPA than me? Because there was one point where I thought GPA was everything. If I have a high GPA, I'll get into dental school. Well, I found out along the way that there was many ways in which I was unique and I could use that to stand out. And then eventually I got accepted into three dental schools, including the dental school of my dreams. And I was on the waiting list for two other dental schools that I very well could have got accepted into as well. And I landed interviews at five of the nine schools that I applied to. So obviously there was something else outside of my grades because my grades were a little bit on the lower end. But there was something else outside of that that really helped me to get into dental school. And I believed that it was my personal statement and my ability to just communicate who I was. Keep in mind that um, although, you know, I said there's thousands of people of applicants per school, people apply to multiple schools. So that does reduce the number, at least in context, the number of perceived dental school applicants, but it's still a lot. Um, it's still in the thousands. So yeah, regardless, it's a lot of applicants. But why I disagree with the advice to just focus on dental talk, 
Um, it's a personal statement. If they were asking for an essay on what you know about being a dentist or why you want to be a dentist, they would ask for that. Also, everyone's would sound the same. Unfortunately, this ends up happening a lot of the time because, you know, we all think that they're looking for something specific. And if I meet the criteria of what they're looking for, then it's going to be one of those things where I can check the personal statement off the list and it's going to be sufficient to get accepted. However, think about it. If everybody had that approach, your personal statement wouldn't even be recognized and you want to be recognized as a unique individual. You know, you don't want to bore them with something that they're going to read a million times and they'll just be able to see right through that. Um, if there's one thing that dental schools hate, it's when, like I said, students are simply writing what they think will sound good or what dental schools want to hear. Dental schools can see right through this. You know, they've been around for many years. They receive thousands of applicants a year. So they know when dental students are just trying to write something that sounds good because this is something, you know, just one of the things they have to check off the list on the way to dental school. But my advice is to be authentic. I don't think it's uh, important to make dentistry no, sorry, I do. I do think it's important to make dentistry a key element of your personal statement because they do want to be convinced that you're interested in the field and that you have had some experience uh, to confirm that interest and so hence the job shadowing requirement. But you can accomplish those objectives in a way that is unique and personal and I'm going to show you more about how you can do that. And also episode 30 would be a great reference for that. But just through three questions, I'm going to show you how you can make a dramatic improvement to what you already have written. So the point of this episode isn't for you to rewrite your personal statement. In no way do you have to do that. These are things that you can simply sprinkle in like salt that can make a huge difference and just bring out that flavor in your personal statement. And just to provide a little bit more context, there was a dental student, or he was actually a dental school graduate, and he was at ortho school, or, you know, uh, orthodontist. He's doing his residency in ortho um, in my area, and he went to my church. So I got to know him decently, at least in terms of just the whole dental school and the pre-dental aspect, and he's giving me tons of advice. And he was the one who really made me realize how important the personal statement was. And I already kind of had this core value going into it where I just believe that that personal statement was going to be the one thing that was going to make me stand out despite having a little bit of a lower GPA. And he really confirmed that because he was a huge proponent and believer in his personal statement. And he said that during one of his dental school um, interviews, they asked him, they actually went into his personal statement because he left his personal statement on a cliffhanger. And they wanted to know, you know, the rest of that story based off of that cliffhanger that he that he wrote in towards the end of his personal statement. So he left off his personal statement by saying something, you know, like, I don't know what, we'll, we'll see what happens next. And so the person interviewing him asked, so what happens next? That's just, that was kind of, that was kind of like a poor way to explain that. But just to give you a little bit of an idea of how he left that cliffhanger, it sounded way better than how I just presented it. But that just kind of, um, that to him, it was really a testimony that his personal statement was something that really stood out and caught the interest of those who were reviewing it. So I want to help all of you with that same thing. And so now is when I'm going to show you how you can do this 
by answering these three questions. So the first question, does your personal statement satisfy the elements of good storytelling? To answer this, think about what makes up a good story. Usually a good story will capture your attention in the beginning or you will lose interest in the story. You won't even begin to start reading it. Usually it does this by, steady, uh, by setting the stage. Think of any time you've gone to a movie or to a play. What will draw you in from the beginning is that opening scene. So in your case, it's obviously it's not going to be a scene, but you can help create that scene through your writing and through the very first sentence. You know, do not write a mundane and boring sentence right away because that first sentence is going to be the thing that really captures the attention of the audience. Think about all of the clickbait that you see on the internet. Lots of times the reason you click on it because it is clickbait, but they have a really catchy headline or they exaggerate a little bit. So I'm not telling you to be like inauthentic because I really believe in transparency transparency and being authentic, but you do need to have something right from the beginning that is going to capture their attention. And it can be something that's true, but lots of times, like, um, even though we're telling like, you know, really like successful communication and storytelling does, um, kind of result from a little bit of just like not exaggeration, but maybe a little bit of like embellishing. It's not that you're like telling a lie or anything, but it's or dramatization. That's the word that I'm looking for. So you can take like anything that happened throughout the day and just by using, you know, colorful language or just creative writing, you can make it sound exciting. You give life to that thing. And so that's what I'm encouraging you to do, not to tell a lie, but to dramatize a little bit because that is what will capture attention. Um, so just to touch a little bit more on good storytelling, good storytelling, it provides a lot of context. So think who, what, when, where, and why. That is going to help set the stage. Good storytelling, it evokes emotion. So does the personal statement make you laugh, cry, ponder, you know, be reflective, uh, feel entertained, etc. You know, there's a lot of examples that we can go into. And your personal statement does definitely doesn't have to satisfy all those, but hopefully a few. Um, and then number two. So the second question that I would like for you to answer in your personal statement is, does your personal statement answer the question, why do you want to be a dentist? So here's where I'm going into and emphasizing that it is important to focus a little bit on, you know, becoming a dentist and confirm your interest. So like, you know, going back, maybe you would have thought that, oh, like he doesn't want me to even talk about dentistry and what I know. No, I'm not saying that because all of this stems around how you can, you know, um, how that can be true, but how you can present that in a way that is digestible <laughs> and not just like boring, like, oh, I want to be a dentist because of X, Y, and Z, and, you know, just any of those kind of like mundane things that they're going to see over and over again. But um, you can answer this question by being creative. And so here is where um, I'll tell you that dental schools know that you really don't know a lot about being a dentist. So don't fake like you know. This is why you're applying to dental school. They simply want to see if you really want to be a dentist. And unfortunately, there's too many times, there's been too many cases where people just go into it for the money. And, you know, we've all heard these stories. You've been advised about that. 
um, or they might pursue dentistry from family pressure. And usually those stories don't end well. I've heard stories about people who, you know, they went through all the steps, they got into dental school, they became a dentist, and they realized that it wasn't what they wanted to do, or they end up dropping out halfway, you know, through dental school. And, you know, that's a lot of debt to, um, to inquire for something that you're not even going to do that you don't have an interest in. And so I always suggest, you know, happiness, you know, I, am going to recommend that you be happy. And part of doing that is realizing what you really want to do in life, because if you're going into it for the money or because there's pressure, there's going to come a point where you're going to experience regret and you're going, you might even have resentment, which might lead to depression. So make sure that this is something that you want to do in dental schools. They really want to know that this is something they want to do because they're aware of that problem and some of you know the issues that will stem from that if you're doing it for the money or for family pressure and the third question is what would it mean for you and those around you if you became a dentist so here's where um, you know you can kind of this is going to be based more on your intrinsic values so think service and think about um, these supporting questions that I'm going to leave. Um, how many people are there like you who are pursuing dentistry? So this might require a little more thought, but really think about what makes you unique. For me, it was uh, the fact that you know I'm 26, I'm a non-traditional dental school applicant. I spent two years of missionary service in Brazil I spent nine years in the Army National Guard. You know, I have a wife, I have a son. So all of those things I felt made me really unique. And I know for each and every one of you, there's something that makes you unique and you need to successfully communicate that. And you can do that through your personal statement. And for others I've interviewed on this podcast, just to give you some examples, maybe their uniqueness has stemmed from being female. Um, it, you know, coming up here next week, it's going to... I'm going to be interviewing a member of the black community. So that's something that makes him unique. And, you know, obviously from that, there's been so many unique experiences as well that's associated with that. Um, you know, other interviews that I've brought on, their uniqueness has stemmed from anywhere from ethnicity to being an international applicant, having gone to school in Iran and also Canada. Um, you know, somebody who pursued a master's degree first or a post-bac program before getting admitted into dental school. And even I interviewed somebody who almost won Miss America. She came in like fourth place and she was Miss Massachusetts. So all of these things, like it really shows, you know, how unique that these people are. And I know that each and every one of you is unique, but you just have to, you, this might require a little bit of thought, you know, dig deep and answer those questions. What makes you unique? Um, if you make it into, the, into dental school, would or how would that serve as an example to others like you who might have dreams of being a dentist as well? So, you know, I brought people onto the podcast where, you know, if they where they answered kind of the question of, you know, if I get into dental school, I'm going to be an example for this group of people. So think of the group of people who it's going to benefit um, if you get into dental school, like the, the people who will be inspired from your doing so, whether it just be, it, it can honestly be anybody. So all these things are going to help make you unique. And so I know I listed like a lot of like side questions there, supporting questions, but 
all of this stems from this question. What would it mean for you and those around you if you became a dentist? Those other questions I listed after that, they're just to kind of get you thinking a little bit more. So think intrinsically. But um, I'm going to recap these three questions by reading a message I sent to a pre-dental student concerning her personal statement. And this message will also serve as an example as to how you can make minor changes to your personal statement so that you don't have to change everything. And I'm going to show you here how this is possible. Dental schools need to see a little about who you are on paper first before finding out in person. So that's why this process can be a bit challenging because you can't do the application in person. That being said, you want your personal statement slash application to be different from the thousands of applications they will review. That's why I think this part is so important. I think many students might make the mistake of being too conservative out of fear of saying the wrong thing. In reality, most people appreciate honesty and transparency. Schools don't want to see that applicants are just trying to say things that will look good. As for an example, I would just keep what you have in the beginning about your injury as an eight-year-old, but just tell me a little more about that story. Explain where you were and how this happened. I think it would be beneficial to explain how you felt after the injury. All of these components are things that evoke emotion and make your personal statement stand out. It's likely that the person reading your statement will connect better when you're being this transparent because they've probably been through something similar. And then as you go into explaining why you want to be a dentist, I would also mention what it would mean to you in your unique situation. How many people are there like you who are pursuing dentistry? If you make it into dental school, how would that serve as an example to others like you who might also have dreams of being a dentist? You can answer those questions and emphasize those points in your conclusion. But also try not to get rid of everything else you wrote because I thought it was a really I thought it was really good in terms of explaining the dental aspect. And just to provide some additional context to her personal statement, I really thought that the beginning of her personal statement was strong because she was using a story that was unique to her. But for the sake of this podcast and answering those three questions, I was giving her feedback to personalize her personal statement by setting the stage. So she did draw my attention right away, but she could have told more about herself and um, brought more intrigue to the story if she would have, you know, said what, um, you know, where she was, you know, how she felt and all of those things. So those are just elements of good storytelling. So I was taking um, the personal story that she was sharing in the beginning a step further to um, add further context and make what she was saying more relatable. So this is the opportunity where she has to be herself because there was an accident she had as an eight-year-old and had she said, you know, where she was, who she was with, how she felt in the beginning, all of these things are subtly providing details of who she is as a person and you know it was great and I'm sure that she is going to make some of those changes because she was very humble and um, yeah her I thought her personal statement was great but yeah these are just small adjustments that I was making that was trying to help her make so that she could really make her personal statement stand out and then going into the second question And the reason I'm recapping this is just to kind of help you with your own personal statement and how you can add these minor adjustments while, you know, you can preserve everything you have, but just add in these little things subtly to make that difference. 
But second, the second question, you know, as pertaining to those three questions I went over in this podcast, does your personal statement answer the question, why do you want to be a dentist? And I thought her personal statement did do a good job at this. And, you know, a lot of times your personal statement might be centered around this and that's good, but just make sure that it's going to be authentic and you're truly, you know, providing something that is unique to you and not just something that you think dental schools want to hear because it sounds good. And then three, what would it mean for you and those around you if you became a dentist? So that was focusing on the intrinsic values. And I suggested that she could just, you know, mention those things in the conclusion, just emphasize, emphasize those things in the conclusion. And you don't have to go into a ton of detail about all of this, but you know, you can leave something short and sweet. And so all of these things, I really hope that you can look for ways to add them in without, you know, completely changing or tampering your, I guess tampering is not the right word, but just without completely changing your personal statement. And I know that in doing so, it's going to help your personal statement stand out. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If so, please make sure to share it on Instagram by going on to Spotify and searching for today's podcast. By hitting the three horizontal dots, you will have the option to share today's podcast to your Instagram story. And if you tag the read.dentistry underscore podcast to your post, I will add you to my free weekly newsletter where you will benefit from personal advice and guidance to help you in your individual adventure into dental school. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. Your support means so much to me. And remember to click on the links below in the description so you can keep up to date with the latest info from this podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Please join me, join me again on Thursday for another amazing episode. Until next time, peace.